Hi guys, this is Alex Nuffer with Plumecast, where creatives meet, and today we're going to be talking about writing and how to use an outline to actually finish writing your novel. Let's get started. So what I want to talk about today is outlining, obviously, but why outline? Why outline? Well, why write a book in the first place? Expressing ourselves and using language is one of the first skills that we ever learn how to use. And so it's very natural to want to share your story with the world and better yet, make a physical record, recording, record of it and sharing it with the world. Um, and so this, this idea that most people do have this book in them, and it's not because they're writers necessarily, but because they have a story. Um, and so the thing that comes with writing a book is that it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard, guys. It's, it takes a lot of time. Um, your story exists in your mind in, this, in, in a way that really makes sense to you and how you understand things. And the act of writing is pulling that idea from your head and translating it into words that other people can understand. And even then, people might have trouble relating to your story. So uh, there's multiple levels to this. But what I really want to talk about today is why people have such a hard time finishing writing and how an outline can help. So the reason why people have a hard time finishing a novel is because it takes it's a lifestyle, all right? For a period of time, you are sitting down and you are writing. Um, and this is a very demanding practice because you're pulling internal things and making them external. And if you're not used to doing that, then it's going to be very hard. Um, the other thing that makes writing a novel really hard is that often the most powerful stories that mean the most to us are the hardest to pull out because sometimes they're the hardest to face. Um, either they're too difficult to put into words or once you do put them into words, the words don't do them justice and people feel really discouraged. Um, and then, of course, there's the idea of building a habit of writing, sitting down and writing every day and putting in the time. Now, the uh, reward to punishment, if you view sitting down and writing as punishment ratio, is super skewed because not only will you be... Um, putting your heart out on the table, then you'll be asking people to read it. Um, and most people want to be compensated for their book. The problem is, and I want to quote Seth Godin here, I heard him say this, I think it was in his interview with Tim Ferriss, and he said that, you know, some people, they create a piece of art and ask people to look at it, and they'll look at it. And some people will ask others to listen to their music, and, you know, they'll listen for three minutes. Um... But when you ask someone to read your book, they expect to be uh, congratulated uh, when they finish. So um, books are an investment, a huge investment, not only on the writer's side, but also on the reader's side. So there's a lot working against you. You really have to want to write the book. And if you have that motivation... To do so, even despite all of the the heartbreak and the 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 tears and sweat and frustrations and cursing at the keyboard that that you'll have to endure, 
uh, you still get, um, you can still have problems. So even if you're willing to go through all the trouble of writing a book, you're still going to run into problems of developing a practice in order to write the book, to get to it every single day um, and write it in a reasonable amount of time. Um, I want to share a story with you about um, habits. Uh, and this is coming from myself. I uh, I'm a very prolific reader, uh, not as prolific as some, but more prolific than others. And I, I always have. I was a lifelong reader. I went to school to study English, um, and I would be reading 30 bu- books a semester, like easy, 30 books a semester, so like 60 books a year for my English degree. And um, I was able to do it. You know, I wasn't, I, I, I really liked my subject so I wasn't like skipping books and stuff like that and skipping the readings most of the time (laughs) and um and then I graduated and then I kind of like wheeled back a whole lot and I didn't uh read nearly as much as I had used to now I had a fire lit under me when I was in school there's like real motivation to read the book read the book ace the test write the essay get a good grade graduate you know whatever the whole thing and then suddenly I was put in a situation where I was reading for enjoyment again and um for personal development um to understand things better and that was um a little bit of a challenge and uh like most self-care things that sort of got put to the wayside um and then I read a book in like three days I can't remember which book it was I think it might have been the golden compass I really got into that when the show released, I think in 2019 or 2020, I can't remember. And, you know, it's a kid's book, but it's still like almost 300 pages. And I read it in like three days. And I was like, oh, right. That's what that feels like. That's what it feels like to do something like that really quickly. Whereas before I would take weeks and months to read a book and I was just dragging my feet. And I was like, you know what, Alex, you got to sit down and you just got to read the thing. Just read it. Don't give yourself a timetable. Just sit down and read the book, and eventually you're going to finish the book, you know? Um, And so then I started crushing books like nobody's business. I read 25 books last year, which isn't a ton, but, I mean, like I said, prolific, more prolific than some and less prolific than others uh, for me personally. But uh, my point is that... It was a mental roadblock that prevented me from reading books. Um, and so I had crushed like, you know, twice the amount of books that I had in the second half of the year as I did in the first half of the year because I was um, blocking myself and like limiting myself and thinking about like, how can I possibly keep up this pace? And I was, what I was doing is I was projecting myself too far in the future. It was almost like if I finish this book, then that means that another book will be started. And then I'll have to finish that one. And then I'll have to finish the next one. And well, wouldn't it be good if I just, you know, read a book a week? Well, then I couldn't possibly keep up with that. Of course, once I set a deadline on myself, my my mind would automatically rebel against it. And I feel myself rambling a little bit. But what I'm saying is, is if you decide to just sit down and write, it's easier than if you commit to writing a thousand words a day. And if you write a thousand words a day, then in 90 days, you'll have 90,000 words. And that's basically a manuscript. That's 
that's difficult. Um, it's, it's difficult to write um, or to measure yourself on such an emotional project in numerical terms. And then you get into the stickiness of like, well, is it a thousand good words? Or am I not really feeling it that day? So I just write to hit my goal, but it's really my heart's not in it and I know I'm going to scrap it later. Um, that's, that's, you know, a whole different realm. And so what I really urge people to do is to just write every day. Um, but that becomes difficult. So, so what do we do alternatively? Well, I want to, I want to urge you to touch it every day. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I, um, my, my boyfriend had gotten me a ukulele, um, I played a ukulele in a music shop. I fell in love with it, and he surprised me with it for Valentine's Day. And he got me the ukulele. And to get better at it, I promised myself that I would touch it every single day. I didn't have to sit down for an hour and play it. I didn't have to sit down for 15 minutes and play it. I didn't have to play through scales or a song. All I had to do was touch it. If I touched the ukulele, the practice would come with it. So all I had to do was pick it up, and I'd tune it. And then I'd start jamming on it. And then, you know, if I was really feeling it, then I'd get my books out and I'd look at songs and try and nail different chords and stuff like that. And I became pretty good at it. I was, like, doing very decently at it. And, um, and so the thing that the outline does is it creates this physical entity that you can visit. First of all, the great thing about an outline that really helps with your writing practice is that it is a complete document. You can start an outline and you can finish an outline very quickly in, in comparison to starting and finishing a book. So you create and finish this artifact that you go back to every single time and you go back and you touch it um, and then you might read it and then you might make some notes on it and then you might start writing because you got an idea or you're inspired to write. And so... That's why I really think outlining is one of the best tools to use um, when pursuing writing. It's because it creates a, a signal to your brain of like, this is my writing thing. And if you create like this physical thing, ideally you'll print it out. But if it's just a file on your, on, on your desktop, that's fine too. But ideally you print it out and then you just look at it and you touch it and you read it every single day. And that way you're not writing you're not writing. You're not committing to writing every day, but you're committed to going into your world every day that you are attempting to flesh out. And so that's where I really think the power of an outline comes in, uh, comes into play during a writing practice. Additionally, of course, it kind of creates a really nice to-do list for you, but more often than not, I find that the outline, if I stick to it too strictly, uh, I lose a lot of the magic. It's really just... It's a, it's a, it's, it's your outline, you know, it's just the bones. It's not the whole human. Um, and the bones couldn't possibly project the whole human, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so this is, this has been my TED talk on, on outlining and language and reading and developing habits and getting into the writing routine. 
Um, Ideally, you know, you could have several triggers in your house that would uh, enable you to write. You could have your laptop out or you could have a writing journal out or you could leave a journal by your bed or you could have like a super cool keyboard that you like typing on. Um, or, you know, getting a cup of coffee can be your trigger. But, you know, I find that the journal and the laptop and the keyboard and the cup of coffee, they, they are used for other things. They're used for other things. They're used for work. They're used for just getting up in the morning, just getting through the day, just, you know, typing away and, and you'll use your keyboard and your computer to file your taxes just as easily as you could use it to write a book. But the outline is dedicated to your book. And it is a clear signal of I'm going to enter into my story. And so I really believe that if you if you make that commitment and it's just a small commitment and whatever comes of it will be positive no matter what. And you're not restraining yourself or restricting yourself to a certain word count. I think you're going to have a lot more success in writing every day. And we all know it only takes writing every day to write a novel Once you write every day, you're bound to write something beautiful and you'll be able to share it with the world. All right, guys. So that was my episode on why outlines are important and why I think everyone should write them. Pantser Plotter, it is not about the outline. It is about the trigger. It's about starting writing um, and getting forward momentum and, of course, finishing your book. This is uh, my first recording of this episode. I guess this is episode one of Plumecast, and uh, I will see you guys next time.